The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hi everyone. Welcome to the MLB Fantasy Waiver Wire Q&A for those of us for those of you who are joining us live and welcome to Circling the Bases for those of you who are listening in podcast form. I am Chris Crawford and I am joined today by Drew Silva. Drew, how are we doing? We're good. Uh Jack Flaherty just left the Cards Cubs finale with stiffness in his right shoulder, which I don't like. I just saw that right oh, as we have done. Shoulder? Yep, it's that oh, shoulder oh. again. Yeah, and he's that's... you know he, He's he has that slap tear. They diagnosed that over the winter, and mm-hmm. he said he's been pitching with it for four years. Which you know you could choose to believe that or not, but either way, like my point is always, well, it's cl- clearly gotten worse. <clears throat> you know, he missed the first two and a half months of the season, and right, he, he just hasn't looked right since they brought him back. I, man, I'm really worried about him long term. I think we're 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 nearing a, a point of big time like career concern that is such a bummer and it makes me feel like me complaining about the fact that it's going to be 92 degrees here um trivial and before anybody tells me how much hotter it is in their place i just want to i was about to i just want to tell you two things one um shut up and two i purposely live in a place where it's not supposed to get this hot i chose to live in this place because it doesn't get to 92 degrees. It doesn't get to 12 degrees. It doesn't put Prevel cheese on its pizza. I chose to live in this place because it's supposed to have a nice temperature. And I just think that there just might not be anywhere for Chris Crawford to live anymore. I don't feel sorry for you, man. We, well, we had a, a stretch of two weeks close to a hundred with, I live in a swamp and I guess I chose to live here. Yeah, you sure did. I mean, look, I, I'm not saying, it could be a lot worse. That's that's totally fair. Oh, look and at the shirt, say- by the way. <laughs> I love it. Wolves howling at the moon. <laughs> We're off to a banner start here on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I like it. It's just I'll just tell you that like I hate summer. I I love baseball, but I hate summer, and I am so looking forward to uh, it going back to sixty five degrees in August or so. Um, let's rank. Let's rank the seasons. Okay. Uh, Fall, spring, winter, summer is what I would go. Man, I'm going to go fall, winter, spring, summer. Okay. I, I totally, I, I think they're interchangeable, but I think fall is easily the best. 
Yeah, like, by, by it, far. It, it's, it's on a tier of its own. Yes, an actual crisp day is the best thing in the world. I don't know how many crisp days you actually get in where you are. Um, we get a lot in where redacted Washington. I, I In where you're at, I don't know uh, about how many crisp days you get. But uh, wow. My problem with spring is that we get about two weeks of it, and then it flips very quickly <laughs> into hell. Um, and winter's like, it's kind of bad for, you'll get like, you know, two weeks where in here in St. Louis, where it's really bad, like it's icy and freezing. Like, you know, we can get down into the, the single digits or even below zero at some points. Um, nope. But I, but like, but beyond that, I, I don't mind a little bit of cold, like 30, 30 degrees is not bad to me at all. <laughs> no. I mean, look, I purposely stayed in San Diego even a while, like having negative funds in my bank account for a while, because I loved 65 degrees with 15 mile per hour winds. Yeah. So I can appreciate a nice 40 to 50 degree day, 30 degrees is a little cold, but uh, let's talk about a place that is never cold. Uh, Miami, uh, the game that we just watched pretty good game. Miami wins three to two on a walk-off Homer, of course, by offensive firepower. That is Nick Fortes, by the way, hitting 289, 386, 579 and eight, pretty small sample but it's just funny how this works like guy has not hit it all in the minor leagues but took advantage of a mistake from adam Montavino. uh both starting pitchers very good in this game drew uh david peterson seven innings two runs allowed eight strikeouts without a walk uh cast daniel castano not quite as dominant with four strikeouts and two walks over seven innings but allowed just those two runs I want to talk about peterson specifically because we got asked about peterson yeah. Either the first or second one of these did, and we were pretty dismissive. We both brushed him off real quick. Yeah. Are you changing your tune here around David Peterson? Sure, man. I mean, I it's results oriented, but the results are there. Like, and they've kind of had to, to lean heavily on him with Max Scherzer out for the last month, month plus, going on five and a half weeks, I guess would be yeah, today. And then Jacob deGrom the entire season. And he stepped up in a big way, had a scoreless outing last time out against the Marlins and then really dominated them this afternoon with those eight strikeouts and, and no walks. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's had a, a nice month of June. He's had a nice season overall. That ERA is down uh, into the low threes. I 3.10 now. I think he's still more of a streamer and, and we'll mm-hmm. see what happens when Scherzer comes back and then hopefully, do, I mean, Scherzer's going to be back probably this coming week. Right. Well, to be determined, he's making another rehab start on Tuesday. So we'll yep. see, I guess, how that goes. I imagine <laughs> we joked about this on the the mock draft that, like, can you be, imagine being a minor league manager trying to take Max Scherzer out of a baseball game, no. by the way? Like, trying to tell him, oh, your day is done today if he's <laughs> done before. I would be very terrified of that. But assuming that goes well, it looks like he'll be back at least by the weekend. Maybe the Mets can be a little more cautious with him. But I think that's a good point with Peterson is that like he's a streaming option. This Marlins lineup is bad. It is it is absolutely an opportunity to take advantage of, especially if, as a left-hander, is you either get the worst version of Jazz Chisholm or you don't face him. I mean, that's mm-hmm. going to be something to absolutely take advantage of him. A, a, a little better than I thought he would be, but I'm still cautiously pessimistic about him putting up these kind of results. Um, going forward, he's got the Rangers next. I just want to note that that's, well, that's, I mean, you know, and then I think the reds after that. So in Cincinnati or New York, do you know, in Cincinnati, it looks like, okay. If if they stay on that schedule, but Scherzer coming back could, could, it's going to change that. Yeah, I think 
And then DeGrom probably, I mean, they're taking it really carefully with him, which I understand. And, you know, you still worry about a setback at some point, but he hasn't had one yet and he's doing simulated work. I would assume a rehab assignment is coming within the next week or so. Right. Um, And then if, you know, if he makes three starts on the farm and gets his pitch count up to 70, like right after the all-star break. Right. That's such a huge boost for the Mets who, man, like, I don't, I, I don't know. The Mets for a long time have been this team when something goes wrong, like everything goes wrong. Right. And this year they've been so resilient and it's like not a quantifiable thing, but I would give a lot of credit to Buck Showalter. Me too. DJ Short and I talked about this. Like he's the perfect mix of like, he brings a stature, a professionalism, but also a ton of like looseness. Like he's never a guy that's going to, start freaking out if, if things go wrong. Like he's seen it all. He's seen really bad teams and he's seen championship teams. And mm-hmm. I think he's a, he's, the, he was the perfect hire for them. And um, maybe this is the year, man. Maybe this is the year that, that we see Mets Yankees again in the world series. I guess if you're the Yankees, you're a little bit worried about the Astros too. Cause Oof. are they still no hitting them again this afternoon? I haven't checked in a little bit, but uh, it was man. at 15 innings. Jeez, uh, Louise. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Christian Javier, by the way, my goodness gracious, was that impressive. And then mm-hmm. that bullpen as well doing the job. Let's get into the, uh, the bummer of bummer news before we get into the questions. Bryce Harper. So unfortunately, late last night, uh, Bryce Harper takes a fastball uh, right to the thumb and has a fractured left thumb is likely going to miss at least four to six weeks, but that's going to be something that, you know, we're going to have to play the waiting game on. We've seen guys come back sooner. Looks like Tyler Stevenson, who had a fractured thumb, is going to beat the initial timeline. This is also something that can take longer. Fractures are just something. Drew and I both got our medical degree from uh, third world areas, so we're not really the area people to talk about medical stuff, but – you know, we've done enough updates on injuries to know how this works. It's it's often a a month and a half, and it's often a two-month, maybe even a three-month thing. And it's also worth pointing out that Bryce Harper is dealing with that elbow, elbow issue as well. This is such a bummer, Drew. Like, I, I, I would love to ask you, like, some sort of poignant thing to say about it. But, like, this, is, this just stinks. Yeah, I mean, there's just, like – so last week we were talking about Mookie Betts and, and how fantasy managers replace Mookie. And sure. that's, you know, that's only a couple week injury. This is, yeah, it's case by case with, with thumb fractures. Like you just never know it's, it's right. individual by individual. So I, I'm, I, I would ha- be hesitant to put a timeline on it until he, he kind of gets through this shutdown period and, and they mm-hmm. stabilize it. And, and then we start to see some healing and then we can map out a blueprint for when he returns. I think it's probably going to be at least, mid-august i yeah. mean is that crazy i think it's no. gonna be, uh, i think it's gonna be a long time and yeah over his last 162 games 42 home runs 55 doubles 99 extra base hits at 1063 ops 17 steals too um I, I guess for the phillies if there is a way to look at it with through rose colored glasses it's that he's already been your primary dh since that elbow thing popped up in april and it's easier to replace a DH than an outfielder, and they've already been kind of having to do it. So maybe that gives you some hope. I'd, I'd be worried about that team kind of just cratering now, though. And yeah, honestly, I don't have much advice for fantasy managers how you replace a Bryce Harper. 
who's going to be, you know, out for possibly a month and a half, possibly two. No, you got to get real created on the trade market, I think, to replace a player like that. Like when we did the mock draft that we were talking about, I took him third. And the reason was because like he represented the most combination of floor and ceiling of the players that were still on the board. Like, you know, you're going to get power from Bryce Harper, but the ability for him to sting the baseball makes him a chance to hit for a high average, get on base Well, stealing bases already had seven stolen bases on the season. I mean, here's hoping that it's, it, we're wrong and that we can see him like around the trade deadline or something like that. Like that's your best case scenario, right? Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. up right around that point, but that's, that's a huge month without uh, one of the very best fantasy players in baseball. And I just don't like it. And I don't blame, by the way, did you see Bryce Harper's quote uh, after the game uh, to uh, Alex Coffey? No. He said, I wish it would have hit me in the face. I can deal with 97 to the face. I can't deal with 97 to the thumb. Bryce, buddy, (laughs) I know what you're trying to say, but um, don't. Well, he didn't. He didn't get his medical degree from a, a third world <laughs> yeah. territory like we did. Yeah, you, the, the Devry University. And if you're a sponsor of the show, I, I'm sorry, Devry. It was not the place to get all three of us our medical degrees. But man, that was a fun lunchtime with me, you, and Bryce at uh, whatever fake school we will talk about. It is impossible to replace him, but I do think there are some options to take a look at that can soften the blow a little bit. And I want to talk about one guy in particular, and in part because the way this guy has played lately has made me feel incredibly sane because I love this guy coming into the year and he disappointed last year. It's not disappointing right now. His name is Jaron Duran mm-hmm. and he's still available in 84% of leagues. And to say that he is hot right now is the understatement of understatements is two for two today as we're recording on Sunday with a walk. Now hitting 347, 407, 531. Now it's a small sample size, Drew, but he's hitting at the top of a very good Boston lineup. He's getting on base. He's hitting the ball for with authority, as you can tell by that slugging percentage. His approach at the plate has been so much better. Last year, this guy had a 40 to 4 strikeout to walk ratio, which is yeah. great for a pitcher and bad for anything else. Jaron Duran, to me, has become a guy that you really need to consider adding on rosters. How about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. He's like just the typical post-type guy who's you know getting another opportunity and taking full advantage and, and batting leadoff at times in that Red Sox lineup. Um, you know the talent's there. Sometimes it just takes a while for these guys to figure it out. I will say he did acknowledge that he's unvaccinated from, from COVID and the Red Sox are about to go to Toronto. I I believe that series runs Monday through Wednesday. Right. Um, So he'll go on the restricted list for that one, but then they have like the Cubs coming up and and like, and he could get right back on the horse. And and so, yeah, I, I totally think he should be rostered in a ton of leagues. That's an easy plug and play option for if, if you lost Bryce Harper, I was looking at like some some creative types. Lane Thomas is available in a lot of leagues, and the Nationals are about to face a string of left-handed pitchers, and he's been great in his career against lefties. Um, some pop, some speed. 
he's kind of a, I would definitely take Jaron Duran over him, but if someone beat you to the punch sure. with, with Duran, Lane Thomas seems like an okay option that could help batting average wise and, and maybe a homer and, and a couple steals or something like that. Yeah, that, that's a good option. I would say the other name that I kind of was thinking about as well, and he's been, you know, he's not in the lineup today and he's scuffled a little bit as of late, but AJ Pollock has been much better than his numbers suggest as well. Still available in 61% of leagues. I like that option as well. Again, these are more guys that are just going to get you through what's going to be missing Bryce Harper. But even if you're not somebody who is rostering him, Josh Lowe, another Josh guy Lowe. I would be considering uh, yep. as well, a guy who was – man, my prospect list next week is going to be – we talked about it last week. It's going to be really interesting to see. We'll get into it a little bit later if you want to talk about one of the guys who got called up. But let's answer a question here because I think this one is interesting. Uh, Steven, I traded Christian Walker for Tommy Edmond in the hopes of buying low. Is Edmond going to come out of the slump, or was he overachieving? Thanks. First of all, you're welcome. Second of all, I think the answer is a little bit yes, Drew. Like, to the answer to both of these is yeah, yes, that he I was, was say, overachieving, yeah. and yes, he's going to come out of the slump? Yes. I totally yeah. agree. It's it's a, it's a yes to both, and – Hey man, he's getting you a ton of stolen bases. He's yeah. batting leadoff every day for the Cardinals. He leads the National League and runs scored. Um, I think by this time, we kind of know who Tommy Edmond is. He's a doubles hitter who's going to bring speed and some great defense. He's up there on the on the war leaderboard yeah. um, for, for National Leaguers. I think he might even be an all-star because of, you know, like, like probably not voted in, but maybe like a coach's choice. I could totally see it. Yeah, I mean, he's not the the 304, 850 OPS hitter that we saw him, him do as a rookie, uh, but he's a good player. I think he's yeah. maybe almost a little bit better in real life than fantasy, but he's not like a guy that's a complete wash in fantasy because of the steals and the runs scored, and he'll he'll run into a ball and hit it over the fence every once in a while. The doubles, you know, that, that all leads to, to RBIs and runs scored. So I, I, I would be totally I, – I like that trade whenever he made it. Uh, Edmund for Walker, I think that's a, a smart deal. It's They're different players, obviously. Right. Um, Edmund is able to be used at second base and shortstop, too. Um, he's he's taken over, essentially, as, as the Cardinals' new primary shortstop once they optioned Paul DeYoung. So I, I would feel great about where you are with, with Edmund. I, he, he's going to be a guy that's going to have a lot of ups and downs because I just don't really think he's that – great of a hitter he should probably stop switch hitting to be honest too um, but but what he what he brings is is plenty valuable in fantasy especially with with the steals in this environment so i agree with that and i think that the fact that edmund can help you win a category is why i think that trade was fine i talked to colin about this and i'm glad he brought him up as a buy low candidate i kind of love christian walker right now yeah. Um, you're going to take a look at that 208 average and wonder what the heck I'm talking about. Every metric suggests that Christian Walker is one of the most unlucky hitters in baseball right now. His expected weighted on base average is in the 95th percentile wow. and his expected batting average is in the 70th percentile and he's hitting 208. The other thing I really like about Christian Walker. And again, we talked about this on the show with Colin. I can totally see Christian Walker going to a contender because I don't think as a 31 year old, he is a long-term part of what Arizona is going to be doing. So if you get him hitting close to the middle of the lineup 
for an actual contender. Like, all due respect to Arizona, they're not going anywhere. Much improved from what we saw last year, which isn't saying a whole heck of a lot. But I really like Christian Walker for the rest of the season. Yeah, like you said, he's he's 31 years old into his arbitration years. I'm sure right. the the Diamondbacks will be dangling him. And we talked about the Diamondbacks a lot. Was that last week or the week before? Right. They've got a lot of young talent coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, they're hopefully kind of nearing the end of this sort of rolling rebuild. Um, so yeah, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna dangle some veterans for prospects at, at this deadline. It wouldn't surprise me if they're among the more active sellers out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another question here from JP. Could you order these waiver fodder rest of season outlook and any thoughts? Blue Madrid, Fran Reyes, and Low. I'm just because I, I never know if I'm supposed Nathaniel. to call him Nader Nathaniel, <laughs> Nelson Cruz, Christian Walker, who we just talked about, Oscar Gonzalez, Josh Lowe, Josh Naylor, Amado Rosario, Garrett Cooper, and Thyro Estrada. The name that stands out to me, I, there, I would say fodder is a good, good choice yeah, of words for. This. Yeah, I, I would say so as well. Um, like, look, I, I like I said, I do really like Christian Walker for the rest of the season. Josh Lowe, who we just talked about, Fred Mill Reyes kind of stands out for me here because I think he's better than what we've seen. What, yeah. Like what from what we've seen for sure, he'd be a guy I would be taking a look at. Nelson Cruz, especially, I could see Nelson Cruz being traded. I know that there was a reason that they brought him in on like a two year deal. I'm sure Nelson Cruz has been told things, you know, that maybe is he's not going to be dealt if he's signing a two year deal, but who knows with that type of stuff. Like if, if you had to have one of these guys on this list, Drew, who would it be? I'm kind of buying what, what you just said about Christian Walker. So I I might put him near the top. Nathaniel Lowe's been really, really good lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Framo Reyes will certainly be better in the second half than he was in the first half. I worry that Nelson Cruz is just kind of done, to be honest. I mean, it, it's he's, totally possible. He's 41 years old going on 42. I'm sure he's got a, a couple good weeks in him, and maybe that, that comes right before the trade deadline and the Nationals can can get something decent for him. Um, I, yeah, I would I would put – I think I'd put Walker, Lowe, and Reyes in that order. I think that's fair. By the way, Nelson Cruz has driven in three runs today, so uh, it's already started. Man, you're just you're just a 255, 338, 398 with absolutely zero chance of giving you stolen bases, though. Makes him a tough recommend. I could totally see a hot streak. He's not like useless at the plate, but it's really hard for me to recommend him as a fantasy pickup as a guy you have to put it at the utility spot and is just like Drew and I are going to steal more bases than Nelson Cruz over the rest of the season. Yeah. Let's talk about another call-up real quick, Drew. I think we've talked about this guy in 14 straight podcasts, but we're going to talk about O'Neill Cruz because what's not to talk about? I mean, this guy has not gotten off to the, the hottest of starts, a 716 OPS in his first quick week. But I think anybody who's watched highlights of this dude just knows how special Cruz can be. If you are somebody who has needs any help whatsoever, is Cruz a must-add right now? Yeah, totally. Yeah, and we had uh, Jason Mackey of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette on the the podcast that DJ and I do on Thursday nights as part of this Circling the Bases Network, and um, I mean, it was a great show if, if people haven't listened to it because I'm, my observation first of all to Jason and I didn't know if this was going to offend him, but I was like, you know, we follow all the beat writers as part of our job as like sure. news aggregators and yeah. A lot of the Pirates guys over the last few years have just kind of been writing about the minor leagues. And yeah. 
and it's and I was like, it's nice to see you guys like shift toward more toward major league coverage. And he was like, yeah, I mean, hey, you know, the the Post Gazette and a lot of the papers in Pittsburgh are like, let's build a budget around minor league coverage because it's what Pirates fans want. And finally, it's nice to be able to to talk about what's happening on the major league roster. It's an exciting young team. I mean, they're not going anywhere this year, but it they're like. I don't know, watchable at least. Like, yes. If, if if there's a Pirates game on on MLB TV, and you know, I, I might consider watching that over over something else, which I I couldn't have, I wouldn't have said uh, for for at least the last couple of years, and maybe much longer than that. Yeah. Um, and O'Neill Cruz, man, he another thing we talked about. He he sticks out over there at shortstop. He looks big. Yes. Um, but he's not the first big guy to to play shortstop, and they might as well keep him there for as long as he doesn't become a detriment defensively and he hasn't right. been i mean he's got a ridiculous arm he's so, so big that he can gobble up balls he's got some speed um and that yeah just some of the throws that he's made across the diamond have been incredible he has unbelievable talent we were uh dj actually asked jason to to kind of throw out a ceiling for what he can be um long term and Jason was just kind of like ah, a superstar. Like, I don't, I don't know what, what numbers to put on it. And then I was like, I think it's 30, 30. I think it's yeah. 30 homers, 30 steals. Sure. Um, there's not a ton of swing and miss there for a guy of his size. And nope. you know, like I, there's a little bit of strikeout, but he, he draws walks too. I think when he's a fully formed player and, and, and that could happen as soon as, you know, the second half this year or, or going into next year, I, I think sure. we're talking about, a future first round, like perennial first round type of pick in fantasy. Certainly can be. And I'll say this too, like his sample sizes right now are too small to rank in too many savant pages, but yeah. he's already in the 90th percentile in max exit velocity, which all that really tells you is how hard he can hit the ball at his very best. And then surprisingly for a lot of people, because you look at a six foot seven, 220 pound guy and I'm 220 might be underestimating it a, a little bit. Like that's a big dude, 94th percentile in sprint speed. Like he can run. I think that gets kind of understated in terms of his fantasies perspectives. Long-term do I believe that a six foot seven power forward or small forward is going to play shortstop? Not really. I think at some point he is going to have to make the move to the outfield or third base or somewhere like that, just because, especially in the age of the shift, range is going to matter a lot. And at some point, O'Neill Cruz is going to slow down. But he's going to have shortstop eligibility for the rest of this year, obviously, and he'll have it next year, too. Yeah. Like, I think he has a chance to be a really special fantasy baseball player. And I'm just, I'm glad you brought up the Pirates, too. That is so much more watchable of a club with yeah. him on it. And, like, if I was, I joked about this with Colin, if I was starting an MLB The Show franchise, I think the pirates would be the team that i would pick just because yeah. there's so much young talent there's a bunch of prospects like henry davis and quinn priester and a bunch of other dudes that have a real chance to be successful um o'neill cruz very good at baseball hot take hot take uh is kyle lewis coming back soon seems like he's been out a long time for concussion symptoms no i don't know i mean it could he could come back soon but there you just have to assume that this is going to be a long-term thing uh, again, not even kind of a doctor, but concussions. There's no, there's no date. Like we talked about with Bryce Harper, there's no like streamlined thing where like we, all right, this is going to take a week or this is going to take a couple of days. It's just different for everybody. And unfortunately, Kyle Lewis got on a plane with concussion symptoms, which is one of the yeah. most 
silly things that I've ever heard of. Um, but at this point, I think Kyle Lewis is just somebody you, you hope for the very best here, but um, you can't rely on him as a fantasy option for the rest of the year. Hey, the Yankees are into the seventh inning with, with no hits against that, the Astros. Hey, that's a, uh, that's a funner update than the one I just did. Yeah, 16 uh, straight, no hit innings for that the is Yankees, insane man. for the, for easily the best team in baseball too. That's crazy. Yep. Uh, Reyes or solar rest of season drew assuming yeah. Fran mill. Yeah. I assume a Fran mill as well. God, they're such similar players. I'm going Fran mill. Like I, I kind they're both streaky. They're both mm-hmm. big dudes who can hit the ball really far when they connect. And sometimes they don't connect for stretches. Sure. Um, I'm going to go Fran mill Reyes. The, I mean, the guardians have been good. Like, yeah, surprisingly. So, yeah. Um, I mean, God, I don't know if they're still sitting at the top of the AL Central standings, but they were um, as of like Wednesday, which yeah. just kind of caught me off guard. I was like, when did that happen? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're the game back of the Twins, 36 and 31. That division's a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be. And it's interesting, too, because we thought maybe if the division was going to be interesting, it would be either the Tigers or the Royals taking a step forward. Uh, no. No. But, the <laughs> shot, but Cleveland has looked. Excellent. They are on a current three-game losing streak, but uh, I've been impressed with the way they've done. I'd go with that as well. I, I will say when Soler is hot, Soler is one of the most difficult hitters in baseball to get out, and I'm sure he's going to go on a massive power streak, but I, I just think you're going to get a little more consistency with uh, Reyes down the stretch. I, yeah, I, I, just, I feel like I've just been like burned by so many Marlins hitters where – you know. <laughs> So a guy will get signed there and just yeah. kind of kind of fade into obscurity. Man, um, it, I, it's I crazy. hope that yeah, I hope that like Jazz Chisholm and their next wave of talent can kind of turn that around. But I mean, I think it was part of why Derek Jeter stepped down is because he felt like this was the off season to go get some offensive talent to spend some money on that. I think he really wanted Nick Castellanos when ownership was like, "Why we're we're kind of making money? Let's not put money into the team." Right. <laughs> like he was like, all right, I'm if we're not gonna try to win, I, I think I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, I a hundred percent think that was at least something to do with it. Uh before we get into two start streamers, I wanted to answer this guy's question real quick. Uh Edward asks, why have the Padres brought up speed demon the speed demon Estero Ruiz? He's the best outfielder in the Padres organization, including the Padres themselves. I do not agree with that latter part, but mm-hmm. Estero Ruiz, have you seen his numbers, Drew? No. Okay, I'm, I'm going to pull I'm these only, up. honestly only vaguely familiar with him. Okay, so this was a guy who um, got traded, I think, in like 2018 from Kansas City to uh, Kansas City to San Diego, and he was an intriguing young prospect, got a decent little bonus. All right, in 65 minor league games, he is hitting 348, 479, 611, Damn. 13 homers, 48 stolen bases. Wait, what? Four, yeah. <laughs> 348, 479, 611, 13 homers, 48 stolen bases. 37 of those when he was at double A, and he has stolen 11 bases in 16 games since the call up, hitting 359, 494, 609 with a 1.103 OPS in his 16 games with El Paso. I got to be honest with you. I did not take this seriously for a long time because this was a guy who was a fringe prospect coming into the year. And it always takes me time 
to make the adjustment. Um, as a prospect guy, mm -hmm. I just I struggle with a small sample size. This ain't a small sample size, Drew. This is like <laughs> 13 homers and 48 stolen bases. He's been caught only eight times out of that. Like, you know, eight caught stolen bases isn't great. 48 stolen bases more than makes up for it. I think he's somebody you've got to consider rostering right now. And especially with what everything has been going on in San Diego, I could absolutely see a call-up. I don't think he's going to hit for much power, and you're certainly not going to see him put up these kind of numbers at the major league level because he just put him in Cooperstown right now. But you have to take that seriously, don't you? Like You can call it stat scouting, even as a guy who is, um, Drew, I think you would admit, like, not as in touch with the minors with me because you actually have a life. Like that's something you have to take into consideration, don't you? I'm yeah, totally. I mean, those are eye popping numbers and a, a guy that can obviously have an, a fantasy impact right away. If, if you just look at that and you, it screams raw talent. Right? Is he is he like a Vidal Bruhan though a little bit? Where I mean, I know El Paso plays at altitude, and uh, you sure. know. Is it, is it just that like his skills are, are playing well in, in the minors? But I mean, to do this yeah. all at, at double A and then to rise to triple A and continue it. Right. Like, how do how do you even get the opportunity to steal 48 bases in 60 games? <laughs> it's, it's insane. And how you do it is you get uh, 62 hits and draw uh, 32 walks in 49 games. But yeah. if you think about that, like, like 62 plus 37, that's like 99. He's stealing about like half of the time that he's getting on base, and that's not included. It's less than that, obviously, because you also take in the nine homers. Like, I do think it is something you have to to at least consider. If you're playing in a deeper league and you need help in that stolen base category, I would hang on to Ruiz and just see what happens. He's going to rank pretty high on my list next week in part because again, every prospect has been called up, but if you need help in that speed category, I do think Ruiz I mean, yeah, is a good option. We talk about this a lot, but like late bloomers are a thing guys who don't hit a top 100 prospect list ever coming up through the minors. Sure. Um, I mean, it's baseball. It's hard to evaluate talent sometimes because it takes a, like a large sample size and it, it does. And it's, it depends on what, what kind of competition you're playing. And so sometimes guys like this slip under the radar um, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued now that I'm finally learning who this person is. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think a lot of people are, it's going to be interesting to see how that roster size grows. By the way, Edward also asks about Bubba Thompson. Uh, he's leading the international league in steals with 36 batting 287, a former first round pick definitely could see him being a call up much more pessimistic about him having fantasy success, but a, a name to keep an eye on for sure, especially in dynasty leagues. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. 
Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Drew, we are in the last week of June. And we need starters and we need starters who make two starts a week. And I need you to tell me who the good ones are. Well, Zach Wheeler, Clayton Kershaw, Robbie Ray are just kind of the obvious ones. Robbie Ray's got the Orioles and A's. And if if you can't get right against those guys, I mean, (laughs) yeah, much better as of late, by the way, I will say that he has has much, much bent later avoiding the beginning, but I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 you're right. Um, and then like some, some, I would say probably to definitely miles Michaelis. He's got the Marlins and Phillies, uh, Tyler Anderson at Coors field and then against the Padres, but he's been so good that I think you got to play that and hope for the best. How weird Uh, is that? Yeah. (laughs) Frankie Montas at the Yankees at Seattle. Man, sorry about your Mariners, by the way. <laughs> Five-game winning streak, baby. It's oh, okay. all turning around. It's too late. <laughs> I'm going to have to tune into, what is it, Monday, Mollywop? Mollywop Monday. Mollywop Monday. I'm 1 o'clock, t- 93.3 KJR. Search uh, it out. Yeah. Adam Wainwright's got Marlins, Phillies. Man, the, the Cardinals have a nice week coming up that they need to take advantage of. Uh, Kevin Gosman, Red Sox, Rays. Luis Garcia of the Astros has Mets and Angels. Jameson Tyon's got A's. Guardians, Lucas Giolito. Man, I, I would like to, to do a deep dive into what's going on with Giolito, but he's got at Angels, at Giants. I kind of like that as a, as a two-start outlay. Uh, Sonny Gray has got at Cleveland, and then the Orioles. I think that's a definite play. And then mm-hmm. um, there's more c- questionable borderline options. Eric Lauer, who's really kind of come back down to earth. He's got at Rays, at Pirates. Um, I would definitely play Pablo Lopez at Cardinals, at Nationals. Luis Castillo uh, at Cubs against the Braves. He's kind of just padding his trade value there for the Reds. George Kirby, uh, been kind of up and down, but he's got Orioles and then A's. That's fair, um, which I, I would feel pretty good about. John Gray at Royals and then at Mets. He's a little bit more borderline. Shane Baz, this will be an interesting week for him. He's got hosting the Brewers and then at the Blue Jays. Um, so we'll, we'll see how Baz does over that two-start stretch. I think that's Jordan Montgomery too, uh, A's and, and Guardians. Um, I think that's about it. There's there's a lot of ones that I would uh, I would probably avoid, like uh, Paul Blackburn, Michael Walker, Tristan McKenzie has the Twins and Yankees. Don't really love that. Um, Ross Stripling, Red Sox, Rays. That's kind of borderline. Yeah, I, I might play that one actually. Um, and then like Tyler Wells, Devin Smeltzer, Dylan Bundy, some some more kind of borderline types there. Yeah, it's a kind of an interesting week. It's it seems like there's some obvious ones and then some less uh, successful ones. Like I would be avoiding looking at Seth Trackman's list. By the way, do whatever you can to check out that list. It's super helpful for guys. Um, yep. True's okay, but uh, the list that uh, Seth puts together is excellent. Um, yeah, I spend about. 10 minutes on that and, and Seth spends a lot more. <laughs> well, you know, that's uh you're a busy guy, man. It's, a, uh, nah, it's, it's work ethic problems. Yeah. I'm looking. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely work ethic problems. Uh, Jose Quintana is kind of interesting yep. to me just because yep. he has Washington and Milwaukee. Um, 
I'm glad you brought up Pablo Lopez, who I was just super high on based on what we were seeing. I, I, I think Pablo Lopez is going to be a really nice option over the second half of the season. And I can't help but wonder if that's a guy who could potentially be traded just because of what Miami has in their potential uh, starters. Real quick, Max Meyer back. Is he somebody that you're considering adding as a potential fantasy addition? Sure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm in, so intrigued with the talent. Um, I don't know what's he got coming up. Let me see. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, the answer, the answer yeah. is yeah. I, I, sure. I, I, that's, I just love the raw talent, but I, I'm, I'm not like super sold on what the matchups are going to be. Yeah. It, I mean, we, we're going to have to play the wait and see there. And I think you're going to see some, um, he had any like a, limitations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think By the way, it'd be a workload thing. And, and he had an yeah. ERA of four, but you look at the peripherals and you know he, yeah. he's he's got the K to walk that you like to see from from a dude with that kind of arm talent. Yeah, my buddy RJ Anderson nicknamed him the Murder Hornet, and I really like that Ooh. nickname just because he's a six foot guy, but he can really sling it and that slider is sick. By the way, Giancarlo Stanton broke up the no no with a I was bomb. just gonna say that. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, take a look and see if we have uh, any other questions here. Uh, this is kind of an interesting one about. Uh, Scott Barlow is probably less than 50% to be moved the next four weeks, but now Samant, who easily slides in, is down with an injury. Who is next? Amir has been awful, so maybe Coleman, Mangden. Who? That's a the rough situation there. I'd just say stay away from Kansas City, to be completely honest. Yeah, it's going to get really ugly down the stretch there. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Daniel Mangden. Sure. Yeah, I, I know yeah. he got a save earlier this week, so maybe that's the, the way they turn. I think, yeah. Um, we're definitely going to see, I think even Stalmont, he's going to come back for, it's just like a neck kind of ailment. Um, right. I think he comes back and gets traded and Scott Barlow gets traded and then they're going to, you know, maybe Jackson Coar. Um, maybe he just, he just got, bra- got, got, got brought back up from AAA and they're going to use him in the bullpen. I, I think I would like to, they, they had to make some changes and it worked out for him as he got sent back to AAA. Mm. I'd like to see him work as a starter. Cause that's what the Royals need the most. Sure. Um, but I, I mean, if, if they want to put him into like a high leverage role in the bullpen, I could easily see him rising into the the situation where he's going to get save chances. I don't know that this Royals team is going to carry many late leads down the stretch. No. After I would assume they're going to sell at the deadline. They've been, they've operated so strangely over the past few years. It, they might have missed their opportunity to trade with Merrifield too, which is yeah. Yeah, it's, it is. And I would like Mitt, Mitt, Mitt Merrifield to play for a team that is actually decent, just because I think he could really help a contender. But that opportunity, it looks like it has uh, got away. By the way, another guy that I would be taking a look at from the Royals is nothing to do with closers. Vinny Pasquatino is a guy that has put up monster numbers. Why is he not up leagues. yet? Because Carlos Santana is too good. <laughs> I guess I think Carlos Santana is too paid is the answer to that question. Unfortunately, I can't see Kansas city going the DFA route with somebody that, you know, they've spent more money than a lot of major league baseball teams have in free agency, but it's uh, darning with faint praise. All right. That's going to do it for us. Drew. Thank you so much for joining us. Drew's going to take a two week break from this and come back a better person. Um, you're not like going on vacation again, are you? Because no, like, I, I think I've exhausted all my vacation days. We have so, vacation days? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you can get someone to cover your shifts, that's called a vacation day. That's um, inside baseball, inside baseball, folks. <laughs> I actually have like a family friend coming in town uh, who we know from 
our time going to the Cape, and she's a big Phillies fan. And so when the Phillies nice. are coming in to play the Cardinals, sure. we're going to try to hit every game that series. Um, that's two weeks from now. And, th- and then next week I've got some baby shower thing that I don't really want to go to. But maybe I could just say I have to do the show with you and, and get out of it. Do you um, – are with baby shower stuff, are you often a car parker? Because it seems like when I'm at baby showers, I end up often being a car parker. What do you mean by that? Uh, the person whose job it is to basically like, go park the car somewhere. Your valet. I basically, valet. if I get invited to a baby shower, it seems yeah. that I become the valet dude every single time. I need to stop telling people yes to those things because I just know I'm going to have to go park a 2019 Subaru Outback four flipping blocks away. <laughs> so you do have yeah, a problem. You do have a problem saying no to things. I, I, I do sure. have a problem saying no to things. It's uh, it's not uh, something I like to say, but. Uh, it's also made me a millionaire. Oh, wow. Yes. I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. Please hit like and subscribe, whether you're doing the YouTube thing, the Twitch thing. I think you can hit like and subscribe on Twitch. Do it anyway. See if you can. Uh, definitely do it for our podcast, though, whatever way you're getting it. We really appreciate it. Uh, stay tuned on Tuesday. I believe you guys will have some power rankings. That's right. I got to start fun. working on that right now. That'll be fun. I imagine that the Yankees, despite this, will still remain on the top for some reason. Most uh, likely. Most <laughs> follow me at Crawford underscore MILB. Follow Drew at Drew Silve. Follow NBC Sports at NBCS Edge Baseball, NBCS Edge BB to get all of the good stuff. You know, that's just a nice way to have it all compartmentalized. Did I say that word right? Sure. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, stay tuned for a lot of good stuff for the coming weeks. We really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys soon. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are.